Yay! 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 Uh, oh, it even has a little recording up in the corner. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, the last time it didn't have the pause button, so it does this time, so whatever. Um, cool. Well, uh, as a little DM surprise for each of you, um, uh, as I was uh, looking through things this week, I decided to give each of you, uh, based on your recent travels, a bonus tool proficiency. Oh. So oh, if you check your character sheet, it should already be there. What? This is like the Oprah, like, look under your seat. You get a car moment. What? <laughs> tool proficiency. You get a tool proficiency. Ah, cool. Dragon chess? Um, no, yours should have been calligraphy, calligraphy supplies, Shivani. Oh, for some reason I thought I had those already. But no, nope. okay. Awesome. I'm a navigator. <laughs> I can drive a boat. Oh, wait. I'm, I might wait. Did I unmute myself? No, we heard you. You can drink. Hello. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember if I did that. <laughs> I'm an herbalist. I will get you high. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it just seemed like things, you know, I feel like proficiencies are kind of woefully underused by the, um, uh, I don't know. It just seemed like you guys went through a harrowing, harrowing experience and mm -hmm. through trial by fire. <clears throat> they are neat, and Xanathar gives you a lot of fun things to do with them. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Okay. Um, so, uh, last time. Having a few days to wait on its construction, the group set into the city to see what other wonders it held. They found exotic spices, fine berry wines, and perhaps, best of all, chocolate and coffee, all wow. things that were non-existent in the Undernation. Mm -hmm. It took some time in the city to attend to their own needs, things like beautification, relaxation, and sex. Things that are essential, even if we don't always recognize them as so. Wait, who had sex? Why, why, why is he telling that to his child? <laughs> this is a very sex-positive parent. <laughs> He's trying to teach a lesson that things like beautification, relaxation, and sex are essential things for the, for the uh, not human condition, but like the person condition, I guess. Would be a... Again, who had sex? I did. Who did? Oh, okay. With, yeah, Falco and Dark Draft. Mm -hmm. Dimensional shackles. Right, the dimensional shackles. Okay. You'll notice the father didn't say anything about the dimensional shackles. <laughs> <laughs> Refreshed, they set out to tend to their mission. They managed to find their way to Gavin Caskbow, a smug yet helpful foreign minister. There, they laid out the case of their people, our people, and asked for asylum from the Carmanova Empire. Gavin Caskbow agreed, and that was how we all came to be above ground. Wait, what? That's the whole story? The daughter looks at her father incredulously. No, of course not. Just making sure you're still listening, the father replied with a wink. Crossing her arms, the daughter stuck out her tongue. You're a real jerk sometimes, Papa. <laughs> Perks of being a father. Now, where was I? Ah, yes, they had met Gavin Caskbo, the smug and helpful minister. It's true, though, he did agree to get our people out of the ground. But of course, my daughter, nothing is ever quite so simple in politics. And that's where we'll start today. You guys uh, 
have left the office of Gavin Caskmo uh, and are heading to a uh, fancy fish restaurant called Carviche's to get your fish on. The restaurant is, isn't nearly as far, or isn't nearly, or isn't that far from the uh, from the uh, uh, government building. Uh, so you guys sit down uh, and uh, order yourself a very fine fish dinner. Everybody drop a gold piece. Uh, they have like fresh catch of the day. Uh, that they serve with a very nice wine. Paired perfectly, of course, but I won't say what kind of wine it is because I, in real life, am a wine noob and I have no <laughs> idea what wines pair with things. I guess whites probably go with fish. I don't know. Unless it's a really, like, meaty fish, then you can put some lighter reds. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what, what, just out of curiosity, like, uh, you just got out of this promising meeting with uh, Gavin Caspo. Uh He said he's going to help you, though he said... You know, they're going to have to debate it. It could be a couple months. Like, what's the, how are you guys feeling at this? Um, also that, uh, Yin, you got the information about uh, Yabin, the cleric that uh, lives nearby and an, worships your god. Uh, so what's just kind of the, what's kind of the mood at the table? Una is just doing the Una thing. What, the, what is, what is specific <laughs> Una thing? She, no, she just doesn't have any really strong feelings about it because it's not like it's her place. She's just like, okay, cool. I'm truly happy to be here eating fish. It is very good fish. What about the rest of you? Um, I'm concerned about finding a uh, some land. I mean, fill up and then Get on with it. Time to start asking around. <laughs> I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, but waiting for the other shoe to drop. Because generally, people have not responded well to us to this point. So <laughs> I'm I'm suspicious of everything. Uh, did you? Shivani is, I guess, enjoying a, a kelp salad. Mm-hmm. And um, things seem to be going quite well. Um, what levels... Um, did, you, did you happen to know what level spell sending is? Third. Hmm. Uh, Yin... Well, Money. Would either of you happen to be capable of casting a sending spell? Mm, I can't cast third, but I thought Yin could. Oh, he's gone. Well, Sean's gone, so we just have to wait. Yin went to the bathroom. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yes, I can cast sending. Mm. Uh, he's done more. Hmm? It would be good to get in contact with the uh, the council. And uh, just let them know how things are developing, that we may have an avenue of uh, finding a, a relocation home for our people, see what they have to say. Mm-hmm. What an excellent idea. I'll do that after dinner. <laughs> it's really rude to be on your sending spell at the table in the middle of a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> 
step out into the antechamber with all the smokers. <laughs> Sean, why is your passive perception so high? Um, I don't know. My wisdom is really high. Yeah, but your perception is five and your passive perception is 20. What? Did you take the observant feat? I don't think so. Certainly not in real life. <laughs> um. I mean, we don't get to enter that, so it's some sort of other entry that's gone into that, right? Yeah, something he has is doing it. Um. But I have... No. I mean, you have a sentinel shield, but that doesn't, that just gives you advantage on them. So I'm trying to figure out. He has eyes on the back of his head, so it's 10, but there's <laughs> five, so it grows to 20. is corny. It's not, I mean, it's not like, it's, it's definitely not overridden. So something is, something is giving you this. I just don't know what. Well, let's move on. Uh, it doesn't matter right now. We'll figure it out. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so Ian says you'll do it uh, after dinner. After, do you mean after lunch or after dinner tonight, Ian? Oh, is it lunch? Oh, we're at lunch. Yeah. We're at dinner. Um, well, then I can do it after lunch. All right, so uh, lunch concludes. Uh, what do you guys do? What were we going to do? I don't remember. I think uh, that yeah. as far as we had really planned in advance, wasn't it? Uh, you were hoping to see Yevon the cleric, uh, and at the sixth bell, you're supposed to, you have a meeting with Captain Kinnon. Oh, yeah. Are we going to go see the wizards, too? And you were going to see the wizards. Portion? Yeah. Yeah, those are the three things that you like. Yeah, like for you, your characters has only been like an hour at this point. So yeah, those are fresh in your mind. You wanted to see the wizards at the wizard's tower, uh, the cleric, uh, and uh, you have that meeting with Captain Kinnon at Sixth Bell. Do you want to all go together or do we want to split up? Um, how big is the city? Uh, I sent you a map. Uh, I mean, it's, it's decent size, but not huge. All that's on roll 20 is the world map. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll put the Farpool map in roll 20. Um, cool. It was in Discord, but none, I'm guessing none of us have Discord up. So let me... No. Let me add it real quick. Give me half a second. Uh, continue on while you're... <clears throat> well, I don't need to go see the priest or the wizards, because I know where I'm going to get my teleportation stone. So I'm going to break off and... <clears throat> you, you were the one that wanted to see the wizards, Damani. Well, it's because I wanted the teleportation stone, right? That's the only thing I wanted. Uh, you, I thought you were talking, I thought you wanted to talk to them about uh, other teleportation methods, maybe, to get information here. Um, I guess, okay. But, I mean, if you don't want to go see them, you don't have to go see them. I mean, it's fine. I just didn't remember. Really uh, loud. Something is very squeaky and loud. Yeah. That's false, Sheriff. 
Oh God. Um, so we were going to, I think, talk to them about teleportation services and also see if they could figure out what's going on with Una's curse. Oh, that's right. I mean, I'm fine with splitting up. I can go do the priest myself. Well, if only one person's going to go to the priest, we might as well stay together. Okay. I there's two and two, we could split up. You have six hours. That's plenty of time to do both. Yeah. yeah. We'll go as a group. We will not split the party. You don't want to split the party? We don't. Why not? <laughs> and actually, that's a, a fair point. Or, I mean, I can't do the sending yet. Why? Because um, I didn't study it last night. Oh. I didn't pray for it. <laughs> so I'll have to pray for it for tomorrow. I didn't pray on it. Alright, so I put the map up in roll 20. Um, <laughs> Holy moly. Let me, let me put the little marker for you guys on there. These people need some urban planning. You need some urban planning. <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, this is 100% urban planning. <clears throat> I mean, how many hours did you spend on this, Chris? Do we even want to know? Uh, not a lot. <laughs> did, you, did you find an easy... It looks like you found an easier way to do it. I actually found a really good map generator, so... Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. This, this, one's, this one's generated. That's right, still uh, fine. Yeah. yeah. I think it looks good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of a grid, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't you live in Seattle for a couple of years and then talk to me about grids? <laughs> <laughs> there's a street named Lander in this town, and there's one of them in every quarter of the city. None of them connect. They all go different directions. Very infuriating. Um, one goes up, one goes down, one goes left, one goes right. A hundred percent. That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> okay, sorry, I got distracted. Sorry. <laughs> so where is the Wizard's Tower and where is the Priestess? Um, uh, the Priestess is out kind of in the slummy area. So over over here to the west. Oh, okay. And where's the wizard's tower? Uh, that is kind of uh, it's not too far actually. There's a little bit of there's like a university area, and uh, the wizard's tower is kind of in the center of all of it. Um, let me just put it here on the map. Just turn yourself up a lot. Did I just turn myself up a lot? You, you did. Yeah, you did get a lot louder. Oh. Mm. I don't. I don't know. Maybe the thing's compensating for me. I don't know. Yep. Now you're fine. Going back down. <laughs> yeah. huh. uh, so the wizard's tower is kind of over over here by this. Oh, so we need to go to the wizard's tower first. It's the closest. Yeah. Close. Yeah. 
Let's do that. Okay, so you guys have ordered the Wizard's Tower. We're off to see the wizard, the wizard of purple. <laughs> All seven of them. <clears throat> okay, so you head over to the tower. Okay. So you walk through the streets. Um, <clears throat> uh, it's a pretty busy day. Uh, the sun's out. A lot of people milling about to and fro. Um, To and fro, my mind. Both <laughs> to and fro, yes. Overachievers. Um, uh, Imani, uh, as you guys are walking uh, to the tower, you notice a person that was like kind of walking maybe like, I don't know, 10 paces behind, or like 10 people links behind you. Uh, and you you kind of recall that like they were they were also like 10 people paces behind you when you were walking to like lunch hmm. uh, but they kind of appear to be going out of the way to be inconspicuous okay it's uh like a, a tall a tall uh, elven woman in long red hair uh wearing kind of uh, uh just like um it's 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 clothing that's very like kind of nondescript, like kind of just plain dark colors, nothing that would like stick out. You get the idea maybe intentionally so. Um well ten people away. So she's not yeah. gonna hear me if I say something. Uh, probably not, unless you shout it. Okay. Um so I'm gonna I'm gonna oh wow. Um and I'm gonna turn and just say, hey guys, there's actually someone following us and I'm gonna go ahead and disappear and try to follow her. So um, I'm just gonna take the next right and you guys all act like it's perfectly planned and I'll meet you at the wizard's tower um, as if she continues to follow you guys. <laughs> follow her for a while. Hmm? I'm just wondering why she can see you and you think you're being sneaky or not, and then we're heading next to its place and then you get murdered. Uh, I'm gonna cast pass without trace on myself so that no one can see me. When you get in the alley or like here in the street? Uh, not in the street. Like once I duck around the corner, um, mm -hmm. I'll find a place to cast it on myself where nobody's gonna see me, and um, but I'm not doing that until I'm hidden. And then I'll circle around because I can do that, right? Go around a building. Yeah. I, I've seen her face enough that I can do that? Yeah. So, I mean, you guys cool? I suppose. Yeah. Oh, to me. We could also try just asking her what she's doing. But she's been following us for, what? when did you see her? Uh, like right before you went to lunch. Yeah, she's been following us since before lunch. So she waited for us while we had lunch and now is following us again. I'm just going to go around and see what's up. Okay. Maybe she's never seen a striped fur ball before. Seems unlikely. Well, no, he did dial his hair. I forgot about that. <clears throat> I shake my head. See you guys later. And I... <sighs> if anything goes wrong, just scream a lot. Don't say... <laughs> <laughs> How loud is 
did she yell that? Pretty, pretty loud. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I will try to find somewhere where no one will see me. Is that possible? Uh, roll me a stealth check. Right. Um, well, that fucking sucks. I wanted to cast, so I need to roll stealth before I can cast. Uh, yeah. Twelve. You're, unless you're just casting in the middle of an alleyway and open. I assumed you were hiding so you could cast your spell. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, you need to roll the stealth before you cast. Okay, cool. Okay. All right. Uh, and then uh, roll me another stealth check to sneak up behind her uh, while past without a trace. Oh, God damn it. Are you fucking kidding me? I failed. I mean, yeah, like you have like a plus ten to whatever you rolled in addition to your proficiency. I rolled a natural one, so I mean, technically it's an eighteen, but it's a natural one. So. Still, still an eighteen. <laughs> okay. I thought you just automatically failed. <clears throat> okay, so eighteen. All right. Um, <laughs> I love that you rolled a one and got an eighteen. Yeah, that's no, kind of crazy, right? Oh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so uh, she doesn't seem, like, when you split off, she doesn't seem to care about you. She keeps walking behind the rest of your guys, and you're able to sneak up behind her. She's still still walking behind the three of them. Hmm. Well, I'll just keep following and mm-hmm. see what happens. I'll stay All ten right. people behind her. Mm-hmm. Right, bitch. Yeah. All right, so uh, you guys make it to the wizard's tower. Wait, uh, as they're walking, Una tries to casually look behind them to see if she can see where Amani is. <laughs> Just once. Roll me a perception check. <laughs> perception? Mm-hmm. Uh, 14. Nope. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh... Uh, when you guys get to the tower, uh, what do you do? It's kind of in the middle of this like uh, little close university area. Uh, squat buildings, uh, the tower itself uh, is made of that same stucco material uh, and raises up about five stories, which is a good like three stories above the next tallest building in this little area. Um, uh, it appears to be, there appears to be little arcane runes uh, scrat- like uh, kind of pressed into the surface of this wall all the way up. <clears throat> Do you just walk into the wizard's tower, or do you knock, or is it like a store, or is it like a home? It's a it's a place of learning. Uh, there are there's a door at the bottom. Uh, you see some like you see some people come out of it like with some books under their arms talking to each other. Uh, when you guys stop there, um, Amani, the person you're following, stops uh, and kind of like uh, goes over and like looks real interested at like. Uh, there's like a, a little plaque in one of the buildings and mm-hmm. you know, okay. like, you know, date founded and stuff like that. So I'm going to go ahead and get within one step of her. Mm-hmm. So do I need to roll another stealth because I'm so close to her? No, we'll use your same one. Okay. She doesn't seem to notice you. She's got her eyes that's set in the other three. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, drop past without trace and say, hi, my name's Imani. 
She looks at you, uh, and she just bolts. I chase her. Guys, catch her! <laughs> I'm going to chase too. Toward us or away from us? I was going to try and be nice and talk to the girl, but she ran. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, uh, do you want to do any, like, she's, like, uh, leaving your area. Like, do you tackle her, or what do you do? Yeah, I try to catch her. All right, roll me, uh, I'm going to have you roll me a, uh, let's call it an athletics um, check. Well, not as good at that. Um, 17? She rolled a two, so you you tackle her and kind of spill out on top of her. Una's a little disappointed. <laughs> um, uh, the rest of you kind of quickly make your way over, uh, and then a couple of concerned onlookers like kind of dash over to it. You you guess to maybe get like a guard or something. Uh-huh. That's fine. Um, he says, "Get off me! Get off me!" Um, well, you, I, I said hi, and you were rude about it. So my name's Imani. What's yours? She's like, I don't have to talk to you. You're not the, you're not the guard. Yeah, except you've been following us for at least half a day. So why don't you tell me what you want? Otherwise, we will make this the guard's problem. Uh, roll me an intimidation check. <laughs> I'm so bad at it. Isn't that charisma? Yeah. <laughs> No, I hate not being charismatic. It's the worst. Well, that's a new. Uh, I'll also give you advantage on this because there's like the four of you. Uh, and that, you was, to... that was worse. That was a zero. So eight of... uh, she just kind of spits in the ground. She says, I'm not telling you nothing. All right. Uh, well, we'll get the guard involved then. Una's going to walk over and lift this woman to her feet. Pretending to be friendly, but really just doing like a show of strength. We're all doing really terrible at charisma. Um, roll me an intimidate check with advantage because <laughs> you are lifting her off the ground, <laughs> like one-handed. Fifteen. Oh, that's better. Um, this is put me down, big dumb lug. Rude. Look at Imani, like, um, are the guards on the way? I drop her. Uh, you don't see any heading to your way yet. It's only been a few seconds. Guard! Um, uh, she's kind of looking at you, kind of like, you get the idea. She's like trying to figure out if there's any way she can like escape from this. <laughs> hey, Una. Yeah. Didn't you mention something about dimensional shackles? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Ian, you have more of a way with people. Would you mind speaking with the young woman? <laughs> I'd, be happy. I'd be happy to. I, I, I was really just kind of enjoying the show. <clears throat> and I cast Zone of Truth. <laughs> <clears throat> I kind of... Cause In the middle of a busy street. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. And... Uh, <clears throat> I kind of lean over. I imagine she hit the ground when Una dropped her. And I say, Ooh, good. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Did you resist? Yes, I rolled a natural 20. <laughs> uh, now roll me a charisma save. <laughs> charisma save? That's going to be a fail. Bye. Five? 
Oh, you said all right. No, I said why. Oh, because you're you're right next to her, so you're going to be in this zone as well. Oh, I don't. Well, care. I wouldn't try to resist it. I wouldn't try to resist it. All right. So I you got a seventeen. Oh. Yeah, I got a already rolled, and it was good. All right. Well, you resist it, Amani. You don't. Yeah. All right. So, Amani, you, uh, you, and this lady are both under the true spell. Uh, and when and uh, Yen, when you cast the spell, um, a couple more people like kind of like shout out and like start running for the guards. You really shouldn't have cast in the middle of the street, man. It's I, all okay. Everything's I, all right. How are you? She says. She says, "What? What bedevilry is this?" It's a. <laughs> it's called the zone of truth, which just means we're going to have an honest conversation. Now, why were you following us? I don't want to tell you that, she says. I suppose that's fair, but do you really want to wait for the guards to get here? And we, can all, we can all have a conversation about why you were following us? I'm going to clasp her on the shoulder and just trying to like squeeze really hard and be like, you should really be a little more forthcoming with Ian. He's very friendly. She's like, swear to me that you'll let me go if I tell you. I promise, darling, we will let you go if you tell us. And she says, you have to tell the truth, too, because of his spell, right? Yeah. Uh, I do, in fact, have to tell the truth, because I didn't resist the spell at all. So, yes, we will let you go. (laughs) She says, look, I was, look, I am a pickpocket by nature, by trade. She says, I have to tell the truth, don't I? She said. Does Yen know if she succeeded or not? He does, and she did, and she failed. Oh, she failed. Okay, all right, cool. She has to tell the truth, uh, and she says, uh, "And I was in the market yesterday, and this big, tall, weird-looking lady just kept throwing platinum pieces everywhere." <laughs> oh no! This is another reason that you don't throw platinum at people. And she says, "And so I was waiting. I was waiting for an opportunity where she was away from the rest of you all, so I could sneak my hand in her pocket." And take some of that good hard cash for myself. In fact, she says, when she picked me up and she kind of reaches her hand out, I did take some money. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, she says, I didn't want to tell you that. But I did. And she pockets it. Bad. <laughs> oh, no, give it back. You know what? This is a really good lesson for you no, to learn. I put that. my hand <laughs> in her pocket to grab my money back. All right. Yeah, you, it, it was like maybe like, uh, five platinum pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I look around the group. She says, a deal's a deal, right? Now you gotta let me go. Yes, you can are, go. Are we all satisfied? <laughs> are the guards? Yeah, you see, like, there's, like, four guards, like, walking your way from, the, or kind of, like, jogging your way from down the street. She looks at them and looks at you guys. She says, you promised under your truth spell. Yeah, you can go. I would, I would uh, make sure to tell any of your friends that we're not easy marks. She, she, she doesn't seem convinced by that, uh, but she does run. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll drop the spell. Mm-hmm. The guards uh, run up uh, and leave. When she says, "What's all this then?" It's all my money. But she said she could go, so we let her go. But, you know, if you want to go take care yes, of her. Yes, uh, 
bit of a pickpocketing, I'm afraid. It's, um, caused a, uh, sorry for any disruption we may have caused. It was not our intent. We were simply trying to prevent the thief from getting away with our friend's coin. Um, roll me a persuasion check. Just a... Uh... Ooh, that's good. Uh, 19. Nice! Um, and they're like, all right, all right. She says, "Get on, go on your way. And as soon as she says that, a couple, two more guards come jogging up. Uh, and one of them says, which one of you cast magic in the streets? <laughs> well, that was me. Is it? And then, is the other, then the other four guards kind of sigh. And they say, and she looks at you and she says, really? Is that a problem? Is that not there? allowed here? There's a wizard's tower right there. Um, Apologies, we've only just arrived in town yesterday. Look, it's not like the, guard, the other guards are like, look, what did you, what'd you cast? What'd you do? Uh, we were talking to the, who turned out to be the pickpocket, and I cast Zone of Truth to make sure we'd all operate on a level playing field. <clears throat> it also resolved the situation very quickly because we've recently been in some pretty terrible situations, so we're a little jumpy. And it was just a kid trying to be a pickpocket. I thought it was going to be something much, much worse. I see. I can tell by your, your weird accents and your strange clothing that you're not from around here. <laughs> uh, what is with this town? What's that? <laughs> what is with this town? Everyone's so rude. <laughs> uh, and he says, and he says, just, uh, you know, if you're going to cast magic in public, just... Uh, be discreet about it. Maybe don't do anything that affects people's minds. Uh, you know, you don't want to start a panic. Of course. We sincerely apologize. He says, a lady came up to us and said that you, the four of you had cornered somebody in the street and cast some sort of magic spell. So, you know, obviously if it's a pickpocket, it's a pickpocket, but you know, you just optics. Yeah. <laughs> Una's just scowling a bit. Of course, officer. We completely oh. understand. And we thank you for doing your due diligence. I... Hey. Amani actually goes up and shakes hands. <laughs> oh, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll uh, be on our way then. Have a great day, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't realize you were so intimate in uniform, Amani. You <laughs> <laughs> had startled a real chuckle out of Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow, okay. Uh, so, Wizard's Tower? Wizard's Tower. Also, look at this. Wizard's Tower and Una. Aww. Look at that sweet lump. Um, Una, please be more discreet about flashing your coin around the streets, please. Yes. Just look at it and break your face. Remember, we're incredibly, we're incredibly rich. So, also maybe don't say that in the streets. Yep. 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 Don't flash your money. Hey, world, we're incredibly rich. <laughs> what was it that you said to uh, Captain Thora, Bonnie? It was something like. 
ridiculously rich or like copious amounts of money or something mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. It's funny. It's like, that's not how you negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yep. Oh, that's funny. <clears throat> All right, tower it up. We do you want to take the lead with this, Shivani? That's probably better. But of course, this looks like quite the reputable center of arcane education. Yeah, I figure it seems like you're tired of people. <laughs> All right, so there's a, a like kind of like these uh, double double doors that are made of like a uh, thick, impressive wood. You get you have not seen a wood like this elsewhere around here, so you think that is probably imported from somewhere. My, but this wood is thick and impressive. Can I roll a nature check on the wood? <laughs> Take your inspiration, you monster. <laughs> it, it reminds me of something. I just can't put my finger on it. <laughs> your companion last night, perhaps. <laughs> Dimensional shack. I rolled a, oh no, an 11 for my wood check. <laughs> also, Amani, I am going to give you an inspiration point for just popping out and saying hi to somebody. Nice. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, yeah, you walk in the door. Um, and uh, uh, you walk into what is just like a um, an empty circular room about the size of, about the size of the tower. Uh, the walls are kind of uh, smooth white. Uh, the floor is apparently is like a polished marble, uh, and there's nothing else in here. And no one else in here. No one else in here. Yeah. Hmm. Hello. Uh, pardon us. Is anyone around? Um. After a moment, um, a. Uh, a gnome appears out of nowhere. Huh. Uh, you're all not students. Uh, let me work out that voice. <laughs> you're not students. Oh, hello. Uh, greetings. My name is uh, Lady Shivani of Hasdramanktara of the Under Nation. We are here to see if uh, perhaps your, uh, your tower or, or anyone associated thereof might be able to help us with a matter of teleportation. Who are you? More than one. I mean, I got your name, but like, we come from uh, the context of this. (laughs) Of course, Uh, we come from a distant nation known as the Under Nation on the continent of Fungara, Fungara. Wait, wait, that's the Carmenova Empire. Yes, we live underneath them. You're not spies from the Carmenova Empire, are you? No, 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 no. They actually hate us and would like to see us dead. So, um, we are actually hoping to procure teleportation services to help evacuate the remainder of our populace from the continent uh, before they are uh, otherwise harmed by the common novas. Also, um, our friend here is, uh, for some reason, blocked from teleportation, so we'd like to get that looked into as well. Oh yes, if you have anyone who specializes in curses, there's yeah. a manner of powerful curse affecting her. You have come down with a little touch of curse. This <laughs> all a lot to take in at once. Um, we are well, I'm sorry, I, I thought you were some manner of a receptionist. Uh, 
Am I carrying like a, a planner or a day book? I guess the more appropriate thing would be to say, Hi, I'm Una. Who are you? What have you finally asked for a name? <laughs> oh, mark it on the calendar. <laughs> he says, my name's, my name's Gil. He says, I'm an apprentice wizard. Uh, conjuration is my specialty. Ah, perfect. Um, he says, uh, he says, I'm not a receptionist. I just happened to be upstairs and heard your plaintive cries for attention. Sounds like us. <laughs> he says, um, he says, I'm going to do a quick, uh, just detect magic here, just to see what, uh, make sure you're not bringing in anything really rude or anything like that. <laughs> um, he says, uh, one second, and then he casts a spell, and his eyes kind of turn a different color, and he looks at a lot of you. He says, wow, you're lit up like a Christmas tree, or a decorated pine tree. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the traffic light. <laughs> um, question, should I be... No, you gave it to the guy, right? You don't have that one thing that you stole. Okay. The one, what? The divination, the, the item yeah. Oh, I didn't steal it. <laughs> yeah, okay. They gave it to you, you gave it to somebody else, they asked if you still had it, and you said you did, so. I lied about it, sure. There was no theft involved. <laughs> Such a weird line to draw. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That was like me. <laughs> All right, um. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, he pulls out a um, a uh, bag of holding, turns it inside out, which drops like a few random things, some books, uh, what looks to be like a a packed lunch onto the ground. He says, "Put your weapons in here, if you wouldn't mind." He says, "One of you can hold this bag, but uh, I'm not a." Uh, I'm not going to take you up here with all these, um, you know, Fly. magical arms. Just the weapons, though, right? Yeah, yeah, just the weapons. Magical arms, magical longbow. Yet, really badass-looking boomerang. Yeah, you don't, you don't often see a boomerang. You want to see what it does? No, I know. I I kind of get an idea of it, and. Maybe maybe when we're outside, away from all the enchantments. Oh yeah, of course. I did. I was <clears throat> right in here. Giovanni <laughs> will take her bag and drop her dagger into it. Mm -hmm. and pass it over to Yen. I'll put my mace away in the bag. Do I have to actually name my wet weapons, or can I? No, you can just say I'm putting my weapons in my bag. In the bag. My weapons in the bag. Thank you. <laughs> um, Una. Takes her morning star, puts it in, then her hammer and puts it in, <laughs> and then her boomerang and puts it in, then her glaive and puts it in, and her javelin and, puts it in. and then her light hammer and puts it in. Yeah, that's my reach weapon. Um, uh, Gil's like, where were you hiding all of that? <laughs> 
Well, they were in my bag of holding, but I figured you'd want them all in one bag of holding. Like some of them were, some of them were just strapped onto me. It's kind of, it's kind, it's kind of like this vibe I like to give off when I'm walking around. Cool. He says, well, this is the coolest thing I've got to do all day. Uh, and he casts a, a spell and the, uh, the, um, the bag of holding kind of knots itself. <laughs> he says, I'll, uh, I'll dispel that uh, when you leave. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, um, I, as I mentioned, I'm an apprentice. He says, I, you know, I'm still working my way up in the ranks, but it sounds like who you really want to talk to is Valencia. Or Val- Valencia? Valencia. Valencia. Valencia, you say. Valencia. Yes, she is the, uh, she's the head of the, uh, the head of the conjuration department here. And teleporting conjuration? It is, yes. It is? Oh, I didn't realize that. Yes. He says, um, none of you, uh, none of you get, uh, oh, he says, wait, didn't you, you can't be teleported, you said, right? Something can't make me teleport, no. Well, I don't know if I just can't be teleported home or if I can't be teleported at all or we're, we're, we're learning. Mm-hmm. Well, so let's put this to the test. Uh, and then, um, Uno, you watch as him and the rest of your party disappear. Oh. <laughs> you have to be willing for that smell. <laughs> and then uh, a moment later, he pops back in and says, you're going to have to take the stairs, love. Uh, and then a, a doorway appears and with these stairs. He says, go all the way to the top. Una sighs and starts charging her way up the stairs. Uh, the rest of you uh, are in this um, kind of uh, low lit, lowly, uh, like kind of dimly lit uh, circular room, about the same size as the previous one. Uh, there's... Um, this strange incensey smell in the in the air, and the only sound you can really hear is the sounds of pins scratching vellum. Uh, you look around, you see maybe uh, a half dozen or so uh, people of various races and genders, uh, uh, like working like working on like apparently like writing scrolls. Um, uh, and in the center, uh, kind of in the center of this room, sitting on a kind of a big circular uh, couch-looking thing, uh, cross-legged, you see this um, uh, short halfling woman uh, with uh, purple hair, uh, purple robes, uh, and kind of in a trance. I imagine at this point it was like take, turning on to the set or the fourth flight of stairs on her way up. <sighs> <laughs> and he um and uh, as soon as you guys get here, um Gil pops up disappears again, uh and then reappears and says, uh, uh your friend will be up in just a moment. Let's wait for her to get here before we before we uh, talk to Valencia. Of course. And like three minutes later. <laughs> Uh, you mean you're very in shape, but you're still kind of like slightly out of breath after all of this. She's just like cursing quietly mm-hmm. under her breath in uh, Celestial, which is very weird because Celestial curses are the best curses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, interestingly, you know, there's like no other doors off of this stairwell. It's just a single stairwell that seems to go up to just this one door at the top. 
and then when you come in, you see the same scene I just set, and then kind of you, uh, Gil, and your friends sitting there kind of awkwardly. <laughs> that was the trip. What? People are working. Just keep your voice down, dear. This is just how I talk. When <laughs> uh, when you arrive, um, the halfling in the center of the room uh, kind of uh, stands up um, and then glides over to the lot of you. Glides? Mm-hmm. Just very oh. smoothly. Oh. Very gracefully, or is it actually floating? Uh, it's hard to tell. You can't see your feet. Uh, the uh, the robe she's wearing extends to the floor, um, but it definitely does not look like she is like walking. Shivani mm, okay. will bow respectfully when she approaches. Um, she says, "Well, welcome to the conjuration department." She says, my name is Valencia the Purple, and I am the headmaster of, of this. She says, um, what is, it, what is it you come here for? She says, clearly not university business. Valencia the Purple, thank you for giving us your, your time and attention. My name is Lady Shivani of House Chamaktara of the Under Nation, and we have the need for... Uh, she says, what is the Under Nation? It is unknown to me. We are a small nation. Uh, we live uh, underneath the continent of Fenagra. We are not part of the Kamenova Empire. They are uh, rather antagonistic towards our presence on the island. She says, okay, she says, small, as of yet unknown to me, nation under the Carmenova Empire, she says, and you were going to explain what you needed? We are hoping to find someone who might be able to assist us in, with services of teleportation. We are trying to relocate the other members of our nation somewhere less hostile. She thinks about it for a second. Um, and uh, she looks at each of you and she says, are you all members of this under nation? No. All, all except for Una here. Una has a, a different sort of problem. Um, yeah, my own issues. Yes, she's originally from, I can't remember the continent's name. Uh, Erstica. She's originally from Erstica, but through some strange means found herself teleported to our under nation some years ago. And now it seems that there's some manner of curse or other magical enchantment preventing her from being teleported home. Yeah, it's a... Gil says, uh, yeah, it's true. Uh, I tried to teleport up her up here with the rest of them and it just didn't take. He says, but I didn't, uh, you know, I, I did the detect magic. I didn't see any, any curses or anything on her that uh, would have done this. It's incredibly inconvenient. Mm -hmm. I can imagine so, she says. Uh, a life without teleportation, I can't even imagine. What a cruel world that would be. Having to yeah. walk places. <laughs> well, I mean, it's good for the glutes. Your, your glutes? Your ass makes it firm. 
<laughs> she says, I have not had a firm ass in 30 years, but. Not <laughs> 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 as nice. <laughs> and the rest of us studiously avoid comment. <laughs> that was a test you passed. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> not that you could tell under my robes. <laughs> she says, well, how many people are you hoping to transport via teleportation? Let's start with the easy problem first. 2,500. Thousand? Hundred? Hundred. Roughly 2,500. She says, not, not a small number of people. So what's the time frame look at you, that you're hoping to teleport these people within? Well, we have several months before our petition to emigrate them into this nation is approved, uh, but as quickly as possible thereafter. Hmm. I mean, we're not in a huge all-fired rush. We don't think our people are actually any, like, direct danger, but, you know... Nation hates everyone type of thing. We might have pissed them off a little bit. It's true. Just, just like, just a little tiny bit. She says, well, I think the teleportation, she says, would not be the best way of achieving this goal. Boats? Boats, she says. How mundane. What? <laughs> she says, no, I think I think the way to do it would be to open a gate, she says, between the two places. She says, this would require great magic, so she says, I am capable of doing such a thing. She says, um, this, uh, Gate would be a fixture, you know, that would link two points. And as she says, uh, I can I can hold it open for about a minute uh, at a time. She says before I need to rest again. It's quite an exerting spell. But um, how many people could you move through a gate in a minute? How large is the, the gate? gate? Uh huh. Um, she says uh, twenty feet in diameter. Oh, so it's pretty big. Like horizontally? Mm-hmm. So four people, I don't know. Let's <laughs> I mean, let's say, let's say, I mean, let's take it out of D&D combat rules. Mm-hmm. You could probably fit like eight people side by side through a 20 foot wide hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... How fast could they run through? Speed of um, you know, 60 seconds, let's say you move, let's say it takes three seconds for every row to move through. So uh, it's 20, yeah, so 20 times 860, so 160 people per day. That's much faster than eight people a day. Yeah. Yeah. You and I know that. Well, I guess then the question is, uh, that sounds like a fantastic idea. Um, how much would this cost? 
She says, um, she says, I have a few months to think on that, yes? It would seem so, yes. She says, this is new information to me. She says, I prefer to take time to consider all, um, all factors when making a decision of this magnitude. She says, though, um, you know, using my full power for half a month, she says it'd take 15 days, it sounds like, to get everyone through. She says, uh, I might, she says it might not be a monetary cost. I mean, think about the prestige you get to help in refugees escape the evil empire. <laughs> I will mention that we do have quite an accomplished arcane university of our own. I'm sure many magic practitioners would be interested in, in taking up tutelage in your university. She says, um, Gil mentioned that each of you have, um, a, a large number of magical arms and armor. She says, um, tell me more about the capabilities of the four of you. I myself am a student of both the arcane and the uh, martial arts. She looks at the rest of you. Um, I guess you could say I hunt the undead. <laughs> I am a cleric of Gwenly. And my large friend things quite effectively. Just, oh yes, I have no doubt of her combat capabilities. <laughs> she says, um, obviously yes, and you know, integrating integrating your magical research into our society would be great. Um, She says, um, come back to me, she says in a, in a few days about this, she says, uh, I might have, uh, well, you call it a quest for you. A favor. <laughs> Very well. And we uh, should... any ideas on my little problem? She says, yes, now as to that business, she says, um, Describe to me exactly the circumstances in which you believe you picked up this curse. Well, so my people, we're kind of, well, you know, some fight for coin business every once in a while. Mercenary work. She says there's nothing dirty about it. You can just say that, darling. <laughs> well, it's a big word, and sometimes I forget where the letters are. <laughs> um. <laughs> And uh, so we were fighting on the battlefield. It was like this little kind of douchebag of a lord, like who wanted to protect his kingdom from this place, or not kingdom, I guess. He's not a king, but these lands from this other guy who decided that he wanted the lands, and the other guy uh, had some uh, some mages with him, and. Things went really bright for a second, and then I was in the inner nation. And then, like three weeks ago, I found out I couldn't teleport. 
and I, I did try to remove the curse, but all that did was recover some memories of the Empress. She raises an eyebrow at that. She says, which Empress? We really should stop mentioning that. It startles people. <laughs> she along across the ocean. The, the Empress of the Carmenal Vampire. She mucked about in her, in her memories for a little bit. Oh, you survived. Good for you. Also, she exists. Well, <laughs> she says, I'm sure the people will be startled to find that out. Um, we don't tell them. <laughs> she says, not going to hear it from me. I'm not going to be responsible for starting a panic. Um, she says, uh, you mind if I cast a spell on you, darling? What kind of spell? Well, sort of a divination spell. Yeah, sure. All right, she casts a spell. Kind of looks you over, up and down. Kind of moves her hands around your body. Not like over it, not on it. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime it passes something metal, it goes beep. <laughs> she says, I have a hypothesis. She says, obviously nothing can be confirmed by this. Um... She says, uh, I don't believe you are cursed. Oh, that's good. I believe that the wizard that sent you away and whoever else he sent away with you uh, used what we call a wish spell. Ah. She says, as a conjurer, she says it's, it's well, it's within my wheelhouse, she says. I know, I know how these things work. She says, it is kind of the ultimate spell a wizard can learn. She says, it alters the fundamental fabric of reality itself. And so I believe what this wizard did was send you, send you away and altered reality so that you couldn't come back. <laughs> That's stupid. Why would he do that? Probably so that you wouldn't kill him. Well, now I'm going to track the fucker down and kill him. <laughs> I'd have been much less pissed off if I could just go home. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, he probably wasn't thinking about that. He says, she says, um, the thing about writing the fundamental rules of the universe is that the universe can be a bit, what's the word that you would understand with snarky. <laughs> she says, uh, it's very, it's very difficult to rewrite the fundamental fabrics of reality. And so, well, uh, there's often, very often, unintended side effects. That's why, that's why wizards don't wish very often, because you just never know exactly what the ramifications of the wish are going to be. I mean, I don't think he said, I don't think he wished, let's send Una away and make it so that she can't teleport. I, I, she, he probably wished something like, I hope all these people go away and can't come back. Something, something to that effect. So, huh. So, like, if I just tried to, like, walk there, could I walk there? Or is there she says, I, never, I don't know. I didn't cast the wish spell, she says, but have you been unable to walk in any direction to this point so far? No. There you go. 
okay. <coughs> well, so that sucks. You, she says the other thing you do is find another powerful wizard and have them undo his wish. But that even then, that's dangerous because it would take you back to the point where you were teleported before. Would you, your past three, past however many years of your life has been, been have be erased? It's, What? Wait, what did yes. you say? What did I say? Yeah. Oh, she said uh, having another wizard like just undo the wish could be, <coughs> yeah, might be an idea, but also, you know, maybe it would. If, if they if they undo the wish, maybe reality would have write itself in such a way that Una never actually came to you guys. And then who knows how reality would be different. And it just blew Una's mind. She just tried to <laughs> she says they're there. It's a lot to take in, especially for one who's not magically trained. Yeah, okay. <laughs> she says, well, um, she says, I also assume that you'll need permission from uh, the queen or the duke or somebody to bring a bunch of people into our nation. So um, come back to me when you get that approval and we'll talk about what it is I can have you do for me to cast this... Uh, Gate spell 15 times in a row. Okay. Imagine lots of snaps, you know, get some good cards in, your energy out. Thank you for your time, Valencia the Purple. Just Valencia. Valencia is fine. Valencia, then. She says, the purple is my title, she says. Did you get a picket? Just no, but I did kind of adapt a little bit to the to the title. Very cool. Just did my hair. Bought this, bought this robe. This is a fetching color on you. You got a nice monochromatic vibe going. It's cool. She says, yes, I've got a whole closet full of these robes. She says, I wear the same thing every day so I don't have to think about it. <laughs> Me too, but... Giovanni thinks that I did get dreadful. teleported here with <laughs> one outfit. All right, well, on you, off you go. So, um, best of luck and all that. Yeah, Gil, will you uh, see them out? And Gil says, "Yeah." And uh, everybody but Una disappears. <laughs> <laughs> And I started myself again in Celestial as I head towards the stairs to go down. She <laughs> says, um, well, good, the, bad, the good news is, Una, your ass does look indeed very firm. <laughs> I just wink up at her over my shoulder as I head downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you head downstairs. Uh, you guys eventually find yourself back onto the street. <clears throat> what next? Can we go visit your priest friend? Hopefully friend. Yeah. Rival. Why does she say cunt? Word, Una. What? No, that, that, no, that was Imani's reaction too. <laughs> oh. I'm confused by whatever you guys say. <laughs> I find it pretty unlikely. 
clerics of my order are generally fairly welcoming people. I bet she's evil. <laughs> okay, so, um, you guys head your, way, head your way into the slums. Oh shit, we get our weapons back before we leave. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Gil, Gil unties the bag and gives you all your weapons back. Yeah, and that's not me trying to trick you into stealing it. <laughs> cool, so we do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the slums, as far as slums go, like, I mean, obviously a lot of the people here are impoverished, but it's still not like, it's not as bad as other slums you've seen. Um, uh, you know, there's uh, the buildings are of less less quality. Um, there's a little more smell of like um, horse urine and manure in the air. Uh, but you don't see like uh, you know, it's not it's not streets not like full of beggars or anything. It's just kind of a an area where people are a little just you know down in their times compared to other folks. Mm. That's good. Uh, and you follow the directions that Gavin gave you uh, into this small building. Um, kind of uh, in the uh, center of that area. Um, <clears throat> uh, Yen, your heart kind of jumps for a second as you see uh, on the outside of this small building, the symbol of Gwinnelly. I imagine I give a little ooh and kind of rush inside. Mm-hmm. There's a bell above the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you hear a voice say, one minute, one minute. Just, I gotta, gotta find my feet. I wait impatiently, but patiently. Uh, you see kind of um, rising up out of, there's like, uh, so there's like a central altar and there's like some pews, like maybe like two rows of pews. It's a very small room. Uh, and rising up from one of the pews, you see this um, uh, gnome with a very weathered, uh, but still pale skin. Uh, faded green hair interspersed with gray strands uh, and very wrinkly skin uh, kind of leathery and wrinkly just very just this, this appears to be somebody who spent a lot of time in list, uh, living I guess <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she uh, gets up and kind of wobbles for a second and then you see uh, her pick up a cane and she sets it down and kind of walks over with her cane and she says she says there's four of you she <laughs> says this i'm gonna write this one in my logbook she says this is a a record day here welcome come in come in she says i'll get the i'll get the fire going she says it seems to have burned down a little bit in my when i was taking my my daily nap she uh she kind of walks over she says come on get in here don't don't stand there in the doorstep. And she goes and starts to stoke the fire. <laughs> I give uh, Yen the same look that I usually give him as we would go to all of his followers' houses back in Parvon? Is that where we were at? Parvon, right? Is that what it was? Um, so, um, what brings you in here? She says, um, is there something the goddess of the home and hearth can do for you? And I just, I, so I then there is a goddess of the home and hearth, Winnelly. Oh, oh, believe me, I'm a, I'm a believer. I follow Winnelly myself. 
So I don't know you though. Well, we're from uh, we're from far away. We're actually just exploring the world for the first time. We're from a place called the Under Nation, which is underneath the Carmenovan Empire. She says, "Well, unlike the door, it doesn't ring a bell to me." <laughs> we get, we're getting that a lot, but but please, what can you tell me about uh, about followers of our faith? Here in the, in, in the world, this is the first we've heard of anyone outside the under nation worshiping Riley. She says, well, followers would imply that there's more than one of us. She says, ah, don't worry. That's a little joke I have. She says, uh, we don't get too many people here in the Winterly Temple. As you can see, it's not really falling on uh, any sort of good times. <clears throat> are, are there regular services or... Is it pretty much just you? She says, oh, it's more or less just me. She says, people come in every now and again. She says, I've got a couple converts in the city, she says, but, you know, just a few of us. So we don't have, you know, too many regular services. It's just when people come in and, you know, feel the need to commune or need some help done on their house or. <laughs> she says, uh, she says, the problem is the people here just don't believe. They have their own gods and I've never really accepted Gwynnelly as one of theirs. Where did uh, where did you bring Gwenly from? Well, <laughs> I didn't. She says this. Uh, she says this temple has been here for seven hundred years. She says I'm not seven hundred years old yet. <laughs> so seven hundred years. She says. Uh, uh, where did I? I wrote this down. Oh yeah, there it is. Uh, she says this temple was founded by Flor Devore. She says she was a cleric from the country of Arcavia. Arcavia. She says, yeah. She says that, uh, she says, well, it encompassed most of the western half of what you now know as Carmenova. She says, at least that's according to the books that I, I've been reading through or read through many a times. She says, as it, as it happened, she says, Flor Devore was uh, on a missionary trip trying to spread the good word of Gwinnelly. Over here to Volia, not having much success with it. Uh, when all there's when all them there volcanoes there and uh, and Arcavia and Zindalore just uh, exploded. Wasn't a, She said that was the country on the eastern half of the island. Huh. I would love to get a look at your at those books you mentioned at some point if it'd be permissible. Well, of course, she says I I don't get I don't get the occasion to share them too often. Uh, she said, come in, have a seat, have a seat. She says, I think I got enough space for you on the pews. Even for you, big one. <laughs> so I go in and sit down. Uh, uh, as, you, as you sit down, she kind of gets a good look at you. She says, uh, why, you're the prettiest furbolg I've ever seen. She says, all furbolgs like, look like you in the under nation. <laughs> 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 Well, they're not as they're not as um, stripy. Lovely, lovely dyed. What? Stripy. There, yeah, they're not they're not dyed as, as lovely as this. Mostly, they're just the color they came in. She kind of points at you. She says, "Is that your uh, holy symbol there?" It is. I'm a follower of Gwenly. I see it. You want to pull it out? Sure. Pull it out. This is very finely made. 
she shows you hers. It's been like carved from a kind of like a, like a thin da- a dogwood, and kind of like um, you know glued together. But like and then like you can tell that she's like spent a lot of like care and effort into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also like the wood's very smooth, almost polished. You get the idea that like this is something that she's been holding and like rubbing for like decades. I'm trying to think just to the group, was there anything specific that we were going to ask her about or was it just my ship? Looking for more information about where you guys came from. Yeah. What is, is there anything that, uh, is there anything that I can do for you? I mean, she says, Oh yeah. She says, um, she says, uh, if you wouldn't mind taking them chandeliers down and, uh, you know, cleaning the wax off and getting those candles replaced. She says, I, she says, I do it every month or so. She says, but my arthritis is getting mighty, mighty this, hard. And this conversation kind of lost Una about six minutes back. And she started <laughs> just trying to like snoop around and look around the place. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's a very small temple. Uh, so you look at the pew that she was sitting on when you guys came in. There's like a little, uh, little pad and like a blanket there, uh, like a kind of a, small straw stuffed pillow you could get that's actually probably where she sleeps every day <laughs> um behind the altar uh there's like a, a small um kind of like a it's like a single plate and a single cup uh uh and like a, some, a set of silverware uh you uh as you look at the hearth that she's stoked up you see there is a grate over it uh and there's like a pot next to it you get the idea it's where she does her cooking <laughs> Are there any like prayer books around? Uh, there are three books uh, behind the altar. Behind uh, the altar, is there any like two of, which, two of which look very ancient, and one of which looks relatively new. Are there any in the pews? No. No. Okay. okay. I don't care about the book. I was trying to look and see if there's any evidence that uh, worshippers of calamity have visited this recently. <laughs> <laughs> on mute but i said all right calamity yeah <laughs> also when you're on mute and you talk it tells you that you're on mute oh really cool. that's nice it'll say your audio um you do find um just kind of in the back of like the very back pew just like on the inside of one of the beams there's like a little dick carved there <laughs> i have no idea what that means is it evan is it evan wood <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I'll, I, I will, uh, you know, do some cleaning. Great name. She takes through the books, um, which uh, the two the two ancient books are um, the diaries of Flor de Vore, uh, which appear to be started after um, after uh, the the calamity happened, um, detailing her you know her life here, her new life here in Avolia, uh, you know the family that she left behind in Arcavia. Uh, you know, wondering if they're alive or dead. Um, you know, struggles getting people here to follow Gwenoly, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. I'll ask, and it's Yevon, right? Mm-hmm. I'll ask Yevon, um, how many of the, uh, how many of us are there, are here in the city? You mean Gwenoly supporters? She says yeah. only a handful. Are there other priestesses like you, or or just a few followers? 
She says, I'm the only one I know of. She says, uh, you know, I'm starting to get near the end of my road. She says, so uh, I've been trying to find someone to take my place. She says, uh, sort of like how I did when I was young, but uh, she says, having a hard time with that. She says, Gwendolyn has provided me a good life. She says, uh, <clears throat> air and comfort I give to my, to my flock, as small as it may be, she says, is reward enough for living, but got to find somebody else with that lack of mind. I, I don't think that'll be a problem once we begin bringing some of our people here. She says, you're going to be bringing your people here? We hope to. We hope to. Do any of, the, do any of them follow Gwendolyn? A good, a goodly portion of them do. So, you're certainly going to look at, a, at an increase in your numbers. <laughs> Holy, she says, might have to, might have to invest in a, a fifth pew. <laughs> you actually might need the new church. She seems unable to comprehend this idea. <laughs> Do you know of anyone that particularly needs our care in the area? Anyone you'd like me to check in on? Preferably with a minimum number of cats. <laughs> she thinks about it for a second. She says, oh, there is old Elias. He's a, he's a drow. She says, uh, he lives up, uh, up in the merchant area north of the dock. She says, I don't get up there too often. He, uh, he's a fallen ill. Um, but, uh, not much I've been able to do about it. <clears throat> well, I'll certainly check in on him. I appreciate that. It's always good to see somebody else at the flock, especially one who's apparently a priest. She says, are you sure you don't want to stay? She says, I'm getting near the end of my road. <laughs> I, have, sure that way. I have a feeling we're, we're going to be focused for the next few months on saving the people of our nation and bringing them to a new home, but uh, I'm certain we'll find someone that, that can pick up your duties here. Uh, she kind of uh, reaches up, puts a hand on your shoulder, and says, she's, she's just, a gnome. What's that? She's a gnome. <laughs> yeah. She probably put her hand on my hip. <laughs> I, think, I thought you were sitting down with You're her. You're sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but even in it's still a stretch for her. Yeah. Uh, and she's just like, if you're protecting the people at your home, she says, you're doing Gwendolyn's work. I'm sure she's real happy with you. I believe so as well. She says, keep strong, keep the faith. She says, if you talk, if you talk to old Elias, she says, you tell him I said hello, and that when he's better, he should come in here and say hi. I will certainly do that. Okay. And as you finish up your conversation with her, uh, and the rest of you are kind of just sitting there, like, bored. And I'm assuming, you know, Amani's probably writing in her journals, and Shivani's, what are you doing, Shivani, actually? I know Una's, Una's just, like, boredly kind of, like, pacing, I'm guessing, at this point, but... Uh... Shivani would um, peruse the books up at the altar. Mm -hmm. 
Well, two of them are the diaries that um that Yebin were showing uh, Yin. Oh, uh. Uh, the third one is actually a pretty saucy romance novel. <laughs> I'll leave through it. Um, it's tropey and not terribly creative, but uh, there's some steamy stuff in there. <laughs> Uh, the cover <clears throat> features a, a big burly gnome. He's being held from behind like in a, an embrace by this <laughs> all attractive uh, human woman. <laughs> all right, so uh, as you're finishing up your conversation, uh, the fifth bell rings out. Oh, what? I, I, I will put this copy of Big Things Come in Small Packages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's, it's, it's gnome pegging? <laughs> yes. Oh my. Um, well, uh, Darlings, I believe we should be heading back to the vineyard for our meeting. Ah, uh, yeah, true, true. Wasn't it? There was something we were supposed to do tonight? Yeah, we're meeting with Captain Kennan. In an hour. That's <clears throat> I'll say, uh, I'll say my goodbyes to Yevon and we'll, uh, we'll hit the road. Okay. So you guys make your way back over to the Mary Berry. Um, was she allowing me to take the books? I wasn't clear. Yeah, I, that's what I thought I was asking her, but I didn't. I was going to read them. Uh, she says, sure, as long as you promise to bring them back. Absolutely. Little light reading before bed. All right, so uh, let's head over uh, and are able to get a table without issue. One of those little conversation pod areas. Um, uh, so that, uh, well, I guess it doesn't really matter, but we faded to black before I could pay that guy the tip the last time, but. You, you paid him the tip. <laughs> yeah, I did. I assume that you didn't dick him out of the tip you said you'd give him. So yeah, <laughs> I am lawful good. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, literally, as the bells are striking six, like three of the bells have gone off, and in in the door walks Captain Kinnan, uh, Janshai. And she kind of looks around and sees you waving uh, and heads over and sits down in your area. She says, good evening, everyone. Captain. Good evening, Captain. She looks at you and says, Captain. Everyone else. <laughs> she says, How's, uh, how are you finding Farpool? <sighs> well, aside from an attempted pickpocketing, rather nice. 
No, she says attempted. So at least that you know it didn't it didn't succeed. So well, technically they did, and then we got the money back. But anyone you walk away from, she says. Yeah. They're lucky they walked away. She says so. Um, this is. Uh, she says. Um, let's uh, let's talk about how to crew a ship. Yes. Where <clears throat> to crew a ship? Uh, she says. Um, and I'm assuming you're still piloting the Dragon's Fury. She says. Is that what you're calling it these days, or? Sorry, you have the shark's tooth on it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, which one is on there? I don't remember which one was the first one, which one was the second one. Uh, it's, you know, sometimes it likes to change its name a little bit. Oh, I'm quite aware. But at its heart, she says it's the Fury. Mm-hmm. Is that loud? Can you guys hear what I'm hear a thing. Okay. Nope. Um, she says, uh, for a ship that size, she says, there are six key roles you need to fill. Uh, and then six, she says, at least six crew members. She says, crew members, she says, um, load goods, run the sails, clean the ship, and, you know, look out. Um, she says, she says, uh, good crew member, she says, cost about two silver pieces a day for a salary. So that's 12 silver pieces a day total uh, for your, you know, your, your uh, labor crew. She says, um, but on top of them, she says there are six roles uh, that you need to be sure they're filled. Filled. Um, She says, of course, is the captain. She says, um, you know, the captain usually takes in whatever profit uh, is left over, she says, though, um, if you want to hire a captain, you're, at least to get a decent one, you're going to want to start at about a salary of five gold pieces per day. The captain issues orders. They're in complete control of the ship. She says, then you'll need a first mate. She says, uh, first mate, she says, and the rest of these positions generally go for about two gold pieces per day, though some charge more, some charge less, so you never really want to skimp on these things. <laughs> she says the first mate, she says, keeps the crew's morale high by providing supervision, encouragement, and of course, discipline when things don't go well. She uh, says, as she, we say as she's talking, uh, Luna's sliding down the bartender and ordering a bottle of red and a bottle of white. Uh, and then she also mentions that she'll take her usual bartender nod there. She says you also need a bosun. She says, the bosun provides technical advice to the captain and leads repair and maintenance efforts. She says, you'll want somebody strong and talented with a wood lathe. Uh, she says, you'll also need a quartermaster. She says, the quartermaster plus the ship's course, relies on knowledge of nautical charts and studies weathers and sea conditions. Obviously, you'll need somebody who knows their way around navigator's tools and uh, has a good sense of direction. Uh, she says, uh, Surgeon, she says, you definitely don't want to go out without a surgeon. They tend to injuries, keep illness from spreading throughout the ship and oversee sanitation. Uh, You want somebody who's knowledgeable with medicine and herbs. Uh, She says, and last, and I would argue, aside from the (coughs) the most important role on the ship, 
Can anyone guess it? Philly. The cook. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. He says a ship's cook works with the limited ingredients aboard a ship to make meals and also, uh, you know, kind of keeps morale up in their own way. Um, she says, so, of those roles, she says, um, I, I am not going to insult anybody by presuming anything. So, of those roles, um, do any of you fill those roles? Imani, you could probably navigate, right? You did yeah. a little bit when we were doing it. Quartermaster, yep. The show. Then Ian, you're a fucking cleric. Yeah, so I could fulfill the role of surgeon and cook, probably. She says, no, you don't, you don't want to double up. Yeah. And she says, uh, I mean, if, I mean, I, unless, of course, you want to spend all your free time cooking and tending to people, she says. Yeah. Uh, she That's actually kind of his favorite thing. She says, but that way, quickly lies exhaustion and burnout. Yeah. Ronnie, what do you think you want to do? Who, me? So she says. So she says. Uh, you, you're 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 in for the uh, surgeon role, and mm-hmm. and uh, Amani, you're in for the quartermaster role. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm quite fine not taking a role and. Uh... Alright, nobody. Shall we take a bathroom break? Yeah. Awesome. I need pee. Alright, we'll pause this for just a second. Thank you, robot. <laughs> I wonder if that shows up in the recording. I don't know. Interesting. I'll, I don't think it does. I, when I tested the previous recording we did last week. I don't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's uh, Robo, our robot friend. <laughs> it, it, that's, uh, oh God, what's her name? The bard from last, from last? Larissa. 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 I love how we still don't remember who the fuck she is. <laughs> it's like you willed yourself into never remembering that. <laughs> it's like somebody cast a wish spell. Who <laughs> made us crap at remembering him? Also, Caitlin's currently being photobombed by a kitty cat. Mm-hmm. Nah. It's adorbs. He's cute. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so, uh, so, and she says, okay, so, uh, Ian is the surgeon, Amani is the quartermaster. Um, uh, Una, I'm assuming you want to be the captain? Sure. All right. She stops to like food halfway into her face, but yeah. <laughs> good, good, good dedication to the role playing there, so. <laughs> All right, she says, so that leaves a first mate, a bosun, and a cook. He says, and six crew members. Mm-hmm. He says, so uh, that's going to cost, she says, a little over, well, she says 7.2 gold pieces per day, she says, but when you factor in other ship expenses, uh, food and such things, she says, you're probably looking at closer to 10 gold pieces a day. She says, so this brings me to my second question for you guys. Um, are you going to be doing something that brings in 70 gold pieces a week? Or are you rich enough just to keep affording it forever? Well, not forever. 
He looks at the, uh, Una and the rest of you. What? He says, uh, the other thing you could do is sell the ship. It's not our ship to sell. Yeah, I mean, Thora isn't dead. Not yet. We hope. We talked to her recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'd like to keep it for her if we can. Mm-hmm. Well, just remember, she says, you could probably fetch about 10,000 gold pieces for that. <laughs> nice. Let's leave that as a last resort. But she says it would uh, just, it's part of my due diligence for what you're paying me for to mention that to you. She says, so, um, as part of my duty, she says, I have put out the word, uh, that there's a new ship looking to hire, looking to hire crew. Uh, she says, so are you ready to interview some crew, potential crewmates? Yeah. <laughs> um, she says, so keep in mind, um, ooh, maybe this is, maybe this is uh, when I could use that whiteboard feature of, <laughs> of this. Or maybe this, is, this will be me getting too big for my britches and trying to do it. <laughs> All right, so you need, um, oh, here we go. Uh, you, you all can see this, right? And still see me? Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Right. So you need a first mate. You need uh, a bosun. Uh, you need uh, a cook. And um, and then six, uh, Shivani, I'm assuming you're also not going to be doing like labor or stuff. No, I wouldn't think so. <clears throat> All right. So these are the, these are the positions you need filled. Um, all right, so uh, she says, uh, so I'll be with you. Um, it'll be the five of us, she says. Uh, we'll bring in people one at a time, she says, uh, and we can figure out what, uh, if you think they would be worth hiring and, um, and if, if they're officer material. <laughs> if there's any questions. No. Yeah. When do we want to do this? Oh, we're doing it right now. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right, so uh, she uh, walks you over to the docks. Uh, you, um, uh, she takes you into like this warehouse. Uh, there's like um, this room with like kind of a bunch of chairs and there's uh, looks to be like, I don't know, 30 or so people in there waiting. Hmm. Various... All various uh, genders, races, and uh, ages. And then uh, you walk into a little room uh, with uh, five chairs on one side and one chair on the other. Uh, and she says, uh, "She says now we don't have to interview all these people." She says, "We can, we can uh, cut it off at any time. Don't feel like if you, if you see a good person, you definitely want to hire them. Don't wait 
Don't wait around. Or we can wait around and make uh, Christian up with 30 different NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> Too late, motherfucker. I already have. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll just send in the first person right now. Um, Dyson. Is there a Dyson out there? And a uh, old uh, dwarf with a long white beard comes in, sits, plops down on the table and says, uh, Name is Dyson. Here you're looking for crew members. And she says, and this is when you ask them questions. <laughs> Have you ever sailed before? Experiences on being on a boat. He, he says, I sailed for uh, ten years. He says, uh, I know a relatively recent pastime, but I'm pretty good at it. So what about you? You sailed long. No. What positions have you filled in your previous crew? I usually just move stuff around. Run riggings. Stuff like that. You're handy with a lathe. A what now? You're going to lean forward. How many lives have you ended? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, he looks back and he says, uh, I reckon a few dozen or so. He says, uh, says, uh, in my younger days, he says, I used to go from place to place, uh, you know, acquiring objects and, uh, striking down anything that got in my way. Like you do. So you're saying he was an adventurer? Yes. If you are a furbold and you are going to dye your fur, what color would you dye it? This is what kind of damn fool question is that? It's a question from your potential captain, so... I turned to Shivani, I'm like, take note of that. <laughs> he says, I don't know, white? Like my beard? Says, my friends call me white beard. Are your friends not very creative? Oh, also, let me tell you guys, you can always, by the way, if you don't like somebody, you can always just yell next, and it'll automatically go to the next person. <laughs> <laughs> he says, so you hire in a what? We'll keep you on the waiting list. Next. <laughs> All right. Uh, in walks in uh, uh, a person that have a race you've never seen before. Um She's got uh, long red hair, uh, gills on her neck, kind of shimmering scales. Uh, and uh, she walks in and says, hello, I'm Georgie. Georgie, Hi, please Georgie. have a seat and yeah. uh, tell us about your previous experiences on the sea. Uh, she says, well, I was born and raised there. Uh, she says, um, I lived underwater. She says, I can breathe underwater. Excellent swimmer. Uh, she says, uh, kind of weird to be, uh, navigating the waters above it, but, um, I need the money. Have you ever sailed on a ship before? Uh, she says, no, um, but I'm really good at following directions. She says, and she's like, I lift a lot. She says, I figure I can move crates, uh, 
you know, if someone tells me what to do, I can move sales around, stuff like that. I like her. How Plus, do you if anything, about? if you guys drop anything in the water, just dive right in and get it. How do you feel about shark people? <laughs> she says, uh, they can be a bit pushy. She says, but, uh, yeah, she says, I got a couple shark friends. How do you feel about shark pirates? Oh, she says, well, if they're attacking me, she says, I feel like they should get off my ship or die. And how would you kill them? Uh, she uh, says, well, probably with a trident. Cool. She says, uh, that's what I was trained in growing up with. Do you have any culinary experience? She says, I'm good at eating food. I think you'll make a decent crewman. She says, does that mean I'm hired? Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Gorgie. All right. Uh, that's Georgie. Uh, next, um, walks in this, uh, tall, uh, kind of, uh, half-orc looking fella. Um, he says, uh, name's Al uh, Alfred. What? Hello, Alfred. Have a seat. And do tell us about your experience on the seas. Um, well, um, I, I, uh, 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 um, I, uh, I, uh, I worked on a sh ship for tw 20 years. Um, my uh, uh, captain let me go recently. Uh, he says uh, after, well, uh, he found some, someone else. Uh, I asked for a, a raise and didn't get, get, get it. How much of a raise were you asking for? Uh, he says uh, I was getting... Getting paid two gold pieces a day, I, I wanted three. A day? A, a day, yes. What and were what you doing? Roll on the ship. Uh, I, uh, I was the bosun. I, uh, <clears throat> I repaired it. I kept it running well. I uh, um, did uh, all, all, all the things on it. I'm going to insight check it. Yeah, go ahead. Eighteen. Uh, he he seems to be telling the truth, or at least believes believes it to be the truth. Um, and uh, uh, he says uh, he reaches into um, his vest uh, and pulls out uh, this little object that he sets on the table, uh, and it is a very elaborately carved uh, elephant. Uh, but the it's actually carved in joints, so like the trunk moves and the legs move. <laughs> Ooh. He says, I, I, I did that in my sp spare time. It's really cool. If we were to offer you a position aboard our ship as bosun, would you be agreeable to starting out at two gold per day and then after a few months when we assess you for a quarterly evaluation, perhaps we consider a, a raise to three gold? He says, um, 
I, w I would like to get back to w work. Yes, I, I think I could be amenable to that. He says, though, so, uh, I, um, I, I know my, my, my value. Says, How many people did you have to kill on your old ship? Uh, he says, uh, we were, we, we were a, a merchant sl sl sloop, um, and, uh, and uh, I, I, I did, did, did have to fight off a few pi pirates. Uh, I don't know if they're dead, dead, dead or not, but uh, I held my own. Did it bother you at all? So I don't much like for killing, no, no. But you didn't like throw up or anything like that? What was that? You didn't like throw up or anything like that? He shakes his head and says, I've seen, seen worse. <laughs> okay. He says, I'm re really good at my job. And if you hire, hire me, uh, you, your, your ship will be in tip-top shape. And I can point out improvements that can be made to make it better. He says, if, I would be amenable to starting for two gold pieces, he says, but uh, I would not want to, 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 to stay at that rate for too long. You know, do you know anybody else in the room? Anyone else that's applying for jobs that is worth us looking at? Um, he says, uh, I, I do. Uh, he says, uh, there's a, a, a woman in there named Vivian and, uh, she, uh, She's a solid laborer. Hmm. And um, since, since you asked about it for me, uh, she's, she's really, really good with the sword. I saw her cleave a pirate in two. Cool. How do we all feel about, uh, was it Alex? Al Alfred. Alfred. How do we all feel about Alfred? And Una, Captain. What? Yeah, what? <laughs> Kenan, Kenan nudges you and she says, you've you got to be making, you got to be paying attention to this. She says, you are the... I'm paying attention! Would you like Alfred. to hire Alfred as the bosun? Well, I feel like we all are running a ship so it's a democracy. So three yeses, and I wasn't paying attention. You're hired, Alfred. <laughs> Alfred? You won't regret this. <laughs> we might regret our choice of captain. <laughs> <laughs> um, she says, uh, Kenan says, you want me to sit in Vivian next? Please. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, in walks in this... Um, uh, Una, you you would almost you would almost have hazard to think maybe half Goliath woman. Uh, mm -hmm. She's like six foot nine, um, broad shouldered, broad hipped, uh, wearing and she's actually wearing uh, kind of a mariner style of uh, scale mail as she walks in, and she kind of sits down with a thud. Her like <laughs> her legs sprawled kind of wide and says, "Name's Vivian. Here you're looking for a crew." Yes, Alfred recommended you quite highly. She, he said your combat capabilities are rather impressive. She said you hire Alfred? We did. She says you won't regret it. Cool. 
She says, uh, yeah, I've, I've seen my fair share of combat. She crosses her arms. She says, uh, pretty good with the sword. She says, and a javelin. She says, uh, also fired my fair share of harpoon. Would you say that you get along with your crewmates? She says, the ones that don't piss me off, yeah. How often do your crewmates piss you off? She says, usually after a week on the, on the water, not often. Wait, what? She says, after a week on the water, not often. So the first week is tough and then you're fine. Oh, she says if the if there's new crew and they're done, <laughs> yeah, the first week can be tough. Um, never for me. How often have you injured or maimed one of your fellow crew members? Uh, she says injured, not sure. Uh, high numbers are never my good thing, she says. Uh, maimed, she says never. There's a lot of ways you can hurt people without maiming them, especially if they got work to do. No, I like you. I'm also partial to Vivian. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. All right. All right, Vivian, you're hired. Welcome to the crew, Vivian. <laughs> Can I roll an insight check to see if I think Vivian and Alfred ever boomed down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> Oh boy. I feel like I'm good at this. Uh, 17. Detect Boney. Am I proficient in that? Can I be proficient in that? <laughs> um, I'm just going to say in your head canon they have. Whether <laughs> it's 17. Right? You, you suspect they have. Uh, <laughs> you suspect they have, and you file that thought away for later. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, she says, uh, "Well, good. You're almost half. You're third of the way there at your library." She says, "Let's get in somebody with some cooking experience, shall we?" She yells out, "Anybody that's a cook, come on next." Everybody that's cooked. Uh, a few people line up. Um, let's see, which one, uh, we'll do, uh, uh, yeah, this, uh, kind of, um, uh, tall, uh, lanky, uh, middle-aged red-headed, uh, human man, uh, comes in, uh, and says, uh, uh, hello, uh, my name is Roland Sisk, it's a pleasure to meet you all. Roland, yes, please have a seat. Thank you. And you tell us about your experience as a ship's cook. Uh, he says, um, uh, well, uh, he says, I spent the last year, he says, on a, uh, on a ship that made regular voyages between Avolia uh, and uh, Valdeheim. Um, cooked for the crew the entire time, he says. Uh, we were well stocked. Uh, he says, the crews were delighted by my cooking. Um, what, what else would you like to know? Do you have any experience with vegetarian dishes? He says, dishes without meat. That's what vegetarian means, dear. 
He says, well, I suppose I could cook dishes without meat in it. How many people have you killed with your cooking? With my cooking? None. <laughs> Inside, do I believe him? That's a, a 12. <laughs> he, seems hor- he seems horribly offended at the suggestion. He says, I'm a, I'm a true follower of Gregor. He says, uh, my, uh, my, my beliefs are that, you know, I follow the tenets of my God of life and healing. I would never do anything that would knowfully, knowingly hurt somebody. Really, I like to keep my body guessing. He says, "What um, what sort of work do you do you lot do?" That that such a question would be on the questionnaire. She just wanted to make sure that you hadn't accidentally, you know, given somebody food poisoning in the past or anything like that. Mm, no, no, I'm offended by the suggestion. <laughs> that wasn't me. I swear, I didn't do it. Um. He says, well, any other questions for me? If not, I think I'm going to get going. All right, goodbye. <laughs> right. Uh, as, as he's leaving and, and the next candidate's coming, I say uh, to the group, we really should uh, have the cook candidates come and uh, meet us on the ship tomorrow for a cook competition. <laughs> yeah, make us actual food before we hire them. Yeah, Master ship chef. Ooh, what if we narrow it down to three and have a cook-off tomorrow? Cannon says, well, that would be quite unorthodox, she says, but food is food. We can give them a little bit of coin for the time that they spend doing the cook-off. Okay, uh, so I'm going to fast forward through that and say that you find three candidates uh, that are willing to do this. Um... Uh, one of them is uh, which, one, which of these three uh, would be good for that? Um, one of them is a guy named uh, Bridger, uh, and then Bridger. I hardly know her. <laughs> uh, a, a halfling named Ruby, uh, and a uh, let's see. A human named Olivia. Um, all three of which have fairly extensive ship um, ship uh, ship cooking experience, uh, and are willing to uh, come impress you tomorrow. All right. Um, let's see. Next in is uh, a furbolg. Okay. Uh, he's tall. He's got brown fur, uh, which kind of makes him look like a bear. Mm-hmm. He sits down. He looks at you, Yin, and nods your way. He says, uh, looking good there. Thank you. I'm trying out a new thing with the stripes. And your name is? My name is Rowley. Most people call wow. me the bear. Rowley the bear. Uh, describe for us, if you would, your experience on the seas. Uh, three years uh, labor experience. It's kind of what I'm looking forward to do, to do today. Uh, uh, 
uh, move boxes. I'm pretty good with the sails and the riggings. Uh, not he says I, I I have a hard time fitting into the crow's nest, so I'm not really good for looking out. But uh, anything else, I'm your bear. Do you have any combat experience? He says uh, our ships have been raided by pirates before. He says uh, he says I've swatted a few down. Uh, he says uh, a few of them have seen the sight of me and just sort of run away, thinking it was an actual bear. <laughs> uh, he says, but uh. Yeah, I've had my share of combat experience. What what brings you to the sea? Most of our people, we tend to stay toward land. He says, uh, good way to see the world. Says, uh, besides, says land's kind of boring. I'm going to insight check him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 21. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be lying. Okay. It's actually a bugbear wearing floppy ears. <laughs> <laughs> They're just tied on. <laughs> he looks at the five of you and says, so which one of you is going to be the captain? Yep, that's me. Oh. He says, well, I can give you my word. He says that uh, your word is bond. That and, sounds uh, pretty good. Whatever you <laughs> command, I'll do it. He says, I move heavy stuff. He says, I don't make too much of a fuss. He says, and despite my size, I eat about about as much food as the next person. That's I good. quite like Rowley. What do you think? Yes. Yeah. Welcome, Bear. All right. <laughs> hmm. I just we turn this into Dungeons and Dragons and human relations. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's, I I think if this isn't fun, let me know. We can fast forward. Oh, yeah. I'll give you a, I'll give you a random story. I, mean, I just thought it'd be fun to get to know your crew and yeah, and it's it's you got to staff the ship. It's entertaining, yeah. mm-hmm. and then we never go back on the sea again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean- I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next person walks in uh, is an old human man, bald, uh, and he waves. And he's got only he's only got uh, between both hands. He's only got uh, four fingers. Jeez, huh. can't be that useful. He says, "I'm Hanwin Clemens." No, he says. Next. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the slums I go. <laughs> I'm really sorry that you couldn't role play that because it sounded really funny, but Johnny couldn't have any other reaction. <laughs> that's, more, that, that's actually the reaction I was kind of looking <laughs> for. I like, wanted to let you keep going and then. Check in at the church of Gwenley <laughs> when he gets to the slums. <laughs> All right, you, uh, uh, he, uh, the next person walks in, um, they walk in, uh, they kind of turn their head and their hair flows behind, uh, behind them. Uh, it's a tiefling with, uh, purple skin and silver hair. Uh, they come in and say, uh, hello, I am Kyniston, uh, and I am applying for position of first mate. Kyniston, please have a seat. Do tell us about your experience as uh, on the seas. 
he says, I have much experience on the seas. I uh, I've, was on a ship for seven years. I was trying to get the first mate position, but well, there was a first mate there already. And I got tired of moving boxes for no pay. And so here I am now to apply for that position. Ask me anything. Why so would they want to make you find Your job was moving boxes? Yes, and I do not wish to move boxes any longer. Next. <laughs> You've got to have at least a little bit of time in roll if you're trying to get that job. Yeah. <laughs> it was very pretty, though. I know. Kenan's like, yes, they were. She, she says, uh, I mean, I can think of a few positions he could fill. <laughs> I know, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know yeah. if we need one of those on the ship necessarily. <laughs> I don't see you as captain. <laughs> uh, let's see. There we go. Should, uh, we, should we stop him and ask him if he wants the position of captain's bunk boy? Kenan's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like, I have a hunch she'll be at the bars later. I'll find it. Yeah. Um, uh, next person that walks in uh, uh, is a half elf. Uh, she has um, uh, kind of a like uh, fine black hair that she's got slicked back into sort of a dapper shortcut. Um, she's wearing a tunic, um, and uh, she's actually got uh, what looks to be a loot on her back. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Your name? Uh, she's name's Edith. Edith, please have a seat and do tell us about your experience as a sailor. She says, uh, <clears throat> she says, I'm a uh, she says, uh, she says, I uh, came over on a ship and from Findalia, she says, uh, Unfortunately, she says the ship ran aground and sank, and she says, and I've been out of a job since. Where's that? Vendalia. She says, uh, it's in the southern tip of the Obsidian Rin. She says, Elfland. Mm. And she how long? She says, I was the captain of the ship, she says, but uh, fortunately, I had a poor quartermaster. How long were you captain of the ship? She says, a little over 30 years. <laughs> So what position are you applying for today? Uh, she says, um, well, uh, Kenan told me that you had a first mate position open. Indeed we do. Do you guys know each other? She says, um, uh, Kenan nods. She says, uh, she says, uh, she says the captain's community, uh, Kenan says the captain's community is pretty small. She says a lot of us know each other. Um, Can I roll inside to see if they bone? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Can I roll insight to see anything but that? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get in it? Um, 20, 21. Oh, they, they've definitely boned. <laughs> um, I got insight, um, 22. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, she's, you get the idea. She's telling the truth. Um, she says, uh, she says, yeah, I can't afford a new ship. Um, she says, so I'm going to have to start earning money somehow. Uh, she says it's been, it's been about six months. Uh, she says, uh, I did take some time off. Uh, she says, I, she points to the loot. She says, I've been singing songs in bars. Uh, she says, just, just for fun, just to do something different for a bit. She says, but, uh, I miss the sea and I want to get back out there. And she says, start earning my way back towards my own ship. She says, I can't guarantee that I'll be with you for 30 years. She says, but, um, while I'm yours, I'll be faithful. I nodded then and I'm like, are you any good with that? She says, what, what, I'm sorry, you were quiet. Oh, I asked if she has any good with the loot. Yeah. She says, would you like me to play you a little sample? Sure. Yes. Uh, uh, she uh, pulls out her lute and sings a, a very pretty song. Uh, she got a 24 in her performance check. Nice. Nice. Um, she says, yes, I sing as well. Um, she says, so, you know, I, you know, she says, um, I'll be good for keeping morale up. She says, and don't get me wrong, I'm not a not afraid to discipline if I need to. <laughs> um, and if you were, if you were new to the area and starting out, um, I guess starting out a new business venture with a with a ship, what would you be doing to to make cash? Just hire me, and I'll be happy to talk to you all about that. <laughs> I, I mean, think she would be an, a marvelous addition to our crew. Yes. Cool. Agreed. It is agreed then. Welcome aboard, Edith. So when she leaves, I want to stop anybody else from coming in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so I want to look at everybody else. So hear me out. What if we owned the boat? but somebody else did the work on the <laughs> ocean and then we made money off of that. I mean, that sounds like a fine enterprise. Mm-hmm. Maybe not now, but... Eh. I think we'll need to make a run or two of ourselves first and then, you know, and see how that works out. Do what ourselves? Make a run or two. Run or two. Yeah. Yeah, see if they're capable, trustworthy. Yeah, yeah. no, they but I'm like run away with the boat as soon as they have I one. think this is a really great future plan because if we could just have cash coming in, that'd be great. Well, hopefully the future plan is uh, saving Captain Thora and giving her her boat back. Yeah. Okay. But if we make it <laughs> many, many time. But if she doesn't survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a couple of options that we need to keep an eye on. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about passive income, so. <laughs> I'm all about not being on a boat for the rest of my life. <laughs> all right, so. have a boat, you don't even have to use it. All right, so uh, let's go through real quick kind of a lightning round for these last three crew members. Uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, a young, a young human woman uh, named Whitney comes in. 
Uh, she's got a real bubbly personality. Uh, and she says, uh, she says, uh, I've worked on a, I worked on a ship to get here. She says, but I'm willing to work on a ship to get somewhere else. She says, uh, Farpool's great, but I want to be here forever. All right. What did you do on the boat? Just labor? She says, uh, loaded and unloaded, uh, cargo, ran the, ran the sails, all that stuff. Marvelous. Why did you leave your last boat? She just wanted to explore Farpool for a bit. She says, I'm not going to guarantee I'm going to be on your crew forever. She says, uh, there's a good chance I'll leave whenever we get somewhere interesting. But uh, in the meantime, be good money. Uh, I think we'll pass. Next. <laughs> no? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Somebody bubbly who won't stick around. <laughs> I mean, the bubbly was got me 90% there. <laughs> Um, let's see here. Uh, an, uh, an older dwarf comes in. Uh, his name's Dorset. You need boxes moved? I move boxes. You need sales run? I run sales. Yeah. Next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, next is a, uh, let's see here. Uh, is a kind of uh... oh yeah there we go uh, dwarven woman this time uh, she says name's Stormy she says uh, her skin's like hard leather her uh, hair is like gray and faded from the sun she says uh, look here you're looking for work or looking for workers hmm. Yes. Tell us a bunch of experience. Says, uh, says I've been a laborer for the last hundred years. She says, uh, she says I spent probably about 30 of that on boats. She says, uh, another maybe 40 of that. She says, uh, working in a quarry. Uh, and she says another 30, uh, another 30 of that here and there doing other stuff. Tell us something you've never told anyone. <laughs> she kind of looks kind of bewildered at the question <laughs> she says uh, didn't have a good relationship with my folks and wish I had if you, just had to, if you had to describe your personality as a sandwich what sandwich would it be <laughs> She says, uh, <laughs> a, a Reuben. You're hired. <laughs> what answer would have got a no from you on that? A hot dog? I don't know. <laughs> Not a sandwich. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> sir. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. We, um, uh, halfling man walks in. Uh, he says, hello, everyone. My name is Carswell. Carswell, what do you do? What do you do, Carswell? Um, I, he says, I, I just turned 18 last month. He says, I'm looking to get into the, the shipping life. He says, and I hear being a laborer is a good way to start. Oh, he's a baby. It's adorable. 
Uh, I'm not a baby. I'm a man now. I'm 18 years old. I had my half next. No, I like him. He kind of looks. He says, "I I'll move boxes real good." He says, "Maybe one of y'all can teach me another skill." He says, "I can want to learn." Does he look strong? Yeah. I say we give the boy a chance. Look, you're not going to regret this. I promise. I mean, if we do regret it, I guess we could just throw you over the edge. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was kind of go wise. Like, is that? I, I won't do anything. You don't throw people over the edge, do you? Can I roll? Oh, they're really, really, really annoying. Can I roll insight for his reaction to that? Yeah. Have you ever killed anyone? Seventeen. Uh. <laughs> no one had ever told this young man that like bad sailors get thrown over the edge. <laughs> I, I wouldn't listen to them. We've we've done quite a lot of interviews today, and they're getting a little grumpy. <laughs> uh, Captain Kinnon, would you hire someone who can't grow a beard yet? She says, <laughs> she says, look, you don't want you don't want all your all your uh, all your crew members to be. Uh, Old scallywag, she says that that's a that's a one way trip to Low Moralesville. She says having Jana lowers her voice conspiratorially to you guys. She says having a young guy for them to pick on. She says that's actually going to be pretty pretty <laughs> great for everyone involved. Sold. <laughs> okay. I think we're in agreement. Welcome aboard, Carswell. I'm convinced. <laughs> How many more people are left to look at laborers? Uh, let's see here. Uh, one, two, two, oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I still got nine more of these fuckers generated. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna, I have a hunch this next one will be the last one. Uh, <laughs> your choice. Um, it walks in another person, those of a species you've never seen before. Um, uh, she's got like a human torso, arms, uh, a snake face, and kind of a snake body. Oh, interesting. She says, uh, "Hello." She says, "My name's Myrtle." Myrtle. Myrtle. Welcome. Take a. Uh, she says she says most most people just call me the snake and. I honestly, at this point, don't care if what you call me. I was going to say, do you appreciate being called that? Because that sounds a little rude. Yeah. I'm a, she says, I'm what is known as a Wan-Ti. She says, uh, I'm far from my home. She says, a lot, a lot of people here know what that is. I found, often found that ignorant people feel better if they can revel in their ignorance. Where's your home? Oh, that's certainly true. She says, um, she says, what kind of ship you run? The galleon. She says, yeah, but like, um, you moving cargo. She says, uh, moving passengers. What do you, what do you do? We haven't really determined that as yet. Passengers more likely than not. But, um, what sort of experience do you have aboard ships? Uh, she says, uh, she says, uh, I've been picking up work for the last six years. She says, and the ship's moving, you know, labor or stuff. She says, um, uh, she says, uh, 
just going from port to port. Uh, she says, uh, trying to get back home. Uh, eventually, she says, been saving up my money for that, uh, but it's very, very far from here. Oh my God! What is that? Quantum leap. <laughs> uh, she says, uh, "I come from a, a part of the world known as the Free Cities." Ah. She says, uh, "She says, you know where that?" She says, "It's in the southwestern tip of Sudra. If you know where Sudra is, do I know that? It's the southern that. continent from Erstica. Yeah, yeah, I do." Interesting. My people come from a, a jung- the jungles in the center of that uh, of that land. Mm. All right, so I have an out of character question, mm-hmm. and I don't want this to come off as racist, but <laughs> or speciesist, I guess. But could she climb rigging in with a snake body? Very easily. Yeah. She's yeah. got human hands and feet, right? Yeah. It's just a yeah. snake face. She's oh. got human hands, but a snake bottom. But yeah, she can definitely climb riggings and stuff. Okay, just like a snake could. How are you at swimming? Uh, she says our people are ex- excellent swimmers. Yeah. Oh. Seems quite Where do you see yourself in five years? Hopefully back in my jungle in, in the Develian Peninsula. <laughs> says barring that on a ship earning money for that goal. <laughs> Tell us about a time you used your customer service skills to defuse a challenging situation. She says, look, I move boxes, I run sales. Uh, Anybody gets a little too frisky with me, I punch them in the face. Like, uh, yes. What's your favorite type of box to move? (laughs) A a light one? Good, that was the right (laughs) answer. That was the one I was looking for. You're hired. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of box? <laughs> box of just packing peanuts. <laughs> All right, Kenan says, well, um it sounds like you filled out your crew. She says quite the uh quite the motley crew. Uh well, almost. We have to decide on a cook tomorrow. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Um, she says, well, I'll see you at lunchtime tomorrow. And uh, I'd like to go ahead and get the cook in at this session. So uh, unless anybody has anything else they want to do, let's... Uh... I can go check on my guy tomorrow, I think. Yeah, let's just uh, fast forward to day 58. Uh, overnight... Shivani mm-hmm. is going to uh, copy Alter Self into her spellbook. Yeah, and don't forget to add sending to your spellbook. Yeah, I'm doing that now. And actually, speaking of that, um, Una is going to go looking for Yen that night. Okay. Uh, you find him, he's in the door room immediately adjacent to yours. In fact, there's a little double door between your two rooms where you, know, you open up one door and then open up the other door. I'm not. I open the door. Hey. I imagine, imagine you're wearing like a, a striped nightgown that matches your fur <laughs> <laughs> that you've picked up. I mean, that's not canon, but in my head it is. No, no. No, I think, I think you're right, except it, it's horizontal stripes instead. Oh, God. Oh, no. 
<laughs> you immediately yeah. just vomit. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a, that's a look. Um, <laughs> I swear, I've forgotten exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, oh, I remember. Uh, so I was thinking the other day, and or last night that maybe we should contact Captain Thora and tell her that we met up with Captain Cannon and. You know, see yeah, what she thinks, and we've, we've got a lot of updates to do in the morning. She actually knows her. And speaking of that sending thing, I have a question about that. Uh huh. Who can you talk to? Um, to someone I can, I can send. Uh, oops, sorry. I can send a short message to a creature with which I'm familiar. So do you have to know them, or can you like know of them? I think I have to know them. He can cast the spell on you, so that you can talk to someone you're familiar with, right? No. Mm-mm. He has well, to cast. that way. What if you don't know them, but you have like something on theirs? That would be a DM question, but I don't believe so. Uh. Um, I know we stride uh, people we didn't know before. I would say, um, I would say that, uh, Hmm. Yeah, I would say familiar probably means a person you have visited or seen before. So. Okay. Sorry. I know I know what you're going for there, Una. Now <laughs> um, maybe you could find some other magical device that would let you cast sending a scroll or a wand or something. Well, I'll talk to you tomorrow then, okay? Yeah, she's talking to me. Sorry. I was dicking around with spells. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to go back to bed. A little mopey. Yep. <sighs> All right. Uh, the next day, <clears throat> uh, you guys are... Uh, back on the Fury uh, in the kitchen. Uh, and three three people have assembled in front of you. Uh, there's Bridger. Uh, he's a human male, dark skin, and uh, his hair is kind of kept in dreads and he keeps tied back. Uh, there's Ruby, uh, a halfling woman who has kind of one of those like port wine birthmarks across her face. Uh, and then there is Olivia, who is a uh, half-elf woman with like bronze skin, uh, and kind of a confident swagger. On the way to this, uh, Una suggests that they stop at a grocery store and pick up uh, secret items that they have to give to the <laughs> see how they do with it. 
Uh, Kenan says, an excellent idea. In fact, I feel like this is something that people all over the uh, country would love to watch on a <laughs> basis. <laughs> all right. So um, uh, the three of them are standing there. They've each brought their own uh, chef's utensils. Um, and uh, Bridget says, so uh, what's the challenge, Captain? Uh in front of you, you have five secret ingredients, and you have to make the best meal in an hour. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, any other, uh, the um, half Ruby, the halfling, she marks up, she says, uh, any other requirements? Like how, how? What kind of meal? Are we talking breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Actually, one one dish has to be at least at least one dish has to be vegetarian. All the dishes should probably be vegetarian, shouldn't they? Probably. It's entirely up to you if you want to make a dish that's good both with and without meat. No. How about this? How about this? How about we give them two hours? They have to prepare two dishes: one vegetarian, one not. Oh yeah, that works too. I like it. Mm Hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, and what's your secret ingredient that you've given them, Una? Five um, secret ingredients. Yeah, five secret ingredients. Um, oh God! Now that, we're, now that we're officially master chefing this up. <laughs> um. Okay, I'm doing this random food generator. Yes. <laughs> uh, eggplants. Ooh, aubergine. Alligator, yeah. chard, um, walnuts, and kiwi. Oh, God. The kiwi is weird, but otherwise, that's actually not a bad menu. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if they're, they're going to do a dessert, if they're going to do a dessert, like, like kiwi and walnut. Walnut. Kiwi. They all have to be used in one dish, but they don't need to be all used in both dishes. Mm-hmm. Well, clearly not, because how would you make a vegetarian alligator dish? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> Plus access to the ship stores of whatever general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flour, sugar, <laughs> pepper. All right. So what I'm doing is I'm rolling uh, for them to see how well they cook. Um, <laughs> uh, and then I'll figure out how to flavor eggplant alligator char. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, uh, Olivia, um, the confident half elf, actually scrubbed out. Uh, she rolled a natural. She rolled a natural three, uh, and she's just flustered by these like this arrangement of just insane ingredients and actually halfway through she just throws down her utensils and says you know what fuck this fuck you all i'm out and she just rolls them up angrily and just storms off the ship i never interestingly um both uh bridger and ruby rolled natural 11s uh which both puts them uh like 
at the 15 to 16 level uh, for the result. Um, and so, um, let's see, yeah, let's say Bridger's, is, uh, Bridger's dish is more exotic. Oh my god, Jesus. He, uh, he makes like culinary school level like dishes out of these. Um, I've never been to culinary school. I'm yeah. not going to attempt to describe them, but they are like very like delicate and delicious uh, like and perfectly blended together in the right proportions. Um, uh, you know, and for the vegetarian dish, you made like a walnut paste to like replace the protein that the uh, alligator left out and mm. you know, all this kind of stuff. Uh, uh, Ruby, um, her dishes are um, more pedestrian, um, but also more practical. Uh, uh, so she, um, uh, she combines the ingredients in such a way that they're easily portable. Uh, they taste good, but um, she also points out like ways that you could, um, you know, kind of, you know, toss these out really quickly, uh, you know, in order to feed the whole crew. Um, uh, and so uh, it's not fancy, but it still tastes good. Um, and so uh, having made these dishes, plated them, and you've all tasted them, you know, you know compared your notes, uh, uh, the two of them stand there with their... <laughs> Uh, knife and spatula kind of waiting waiting for the result. <laughs> I think they're both excellent. Why not hire the both of them? Well, actually, I did have a, a, a thought. Um, if the... We've got one, room for one on the ship. Um, I might hire one for the for the Temple of Gwinnelly. I have an idea. Well, why doesn't Ruby go to the Temple and we'll keep... Bridger? Bridger. Bridger. Well, is, is, Bridger's, is Bridger's fare quickly produced enough for... Wouldn't it need to be more quickly produced for, like, the soup kitchen you're thinking of? I'm thinking that there's more room for... There's more time on, a, on land, but it, I don't feel strongly one way or the other. Um, Kinnan says, what's, what's your idea there, Yin? Like, perhaps if you could give us a little bit of what you're planning, we could help you make a decision. <clears throat> well, I'm thinking of having pretty much a soup kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I would say you go with the, the ruby one, because it's a little more, you know, what everyone's used to eating. and Ooh. Preparing meals for the community. Yeah, I think that's more like community-based meals. What do you think, Giovanni? I mean, it's not a bad idea. Uh, who's going to be paying her? Didn't seem that the temple had an abundance of funds. Oh, that would be me. This would be my, this would be my own little thing along the side. Hmm. I, if I'm honest, I am more partial to Bridger. <laughs> Yep. I'd prefer to keep him. I agree. Amani, do you have any opinions? Amani seems strangely quiet. I can't have any opinions. I didn't hear any of that. Oh. So Bridger is very good, but sort of fancy. 
Uh, Ruby was more basic, but like quick and um, practical. Practical. But they both rolled the same, so they're like at equal levels. And Yin it was thinking of maybe hiring one for the ship, and then him hiring the other one to open like a soup kitchen at the Temple of Gwinnelly. I'm saying the basic one should be soup kitchen, and we should keep Bridger here because he makes fancier, funner food. Hmm. Yeah, keep morale up on a boat. And I'm fine either way. I don't particularly care. Well, I mean, let's be realistic. The snotty one's not going to agree to open a soup kitchen. Well, he wasn't snotty. He's he fancy. Sophisticated. Just, just a short for snotty, right? Oh, my. He, he seems pleasant. Yeah. Does he seem pleasant? Yeah. Because the young man has talent. He's, yeah. just, he, he's, he's just like culinary school trained. <sighs> yeah, I, whatever. I'm good. I, I, I literally heard none of it. I was on the phone for all of it, so I don't have an opinion. Yeah. Okay, Bridger on the ship, and then I'll talk to Ruby and see if she's willing to work for the church. All right, so uh, uh, they, uh, they say, judges, do you have a decision? Yes. Uh, Bridger, you're hired. Uh, Ruby, looks, Ruby looks crushed. She's like, oh. Ruby, I- uh, Yen wants to talk to you for a sec. And I kind of pull Ruby aside and I ask her if um anyway, um would you be would you be willing to work uh for the church making food for the communities down in the slums? She says, Would you be willing to pay me two gold pieces per day? Yes. Then yes. <laughs> How long could you actually keep that up? He has a lot of money. Yeah. I didn't spend almost any of it yet. So I've got, I've got 6,300 gold. So I could keep this up for, what, 3,000 days? <laughs> so, and I'll say, okay, well, um, do you know where the, uh, I'll give her directions to the Church of Wendley, and I'll say, uh, can you meet me there tomorrow morning? She nods. She says, I'd be happy to. Great. I think we're going to do a lot of good work together. Mm-hmm. Um, and as, as she and Bridger walk off, um, Edith walks aboard and says, uh, hey, everyone, I uh, just wanted to, or not, well, I guess, I guess, they, they, guess they have to take a dinghy. I forgot about the dinghy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There's no dog. And so I'm just imagining that one chef angrily <laughs> jumping in. He just swims. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fucking people so hard. <laughs> uh, but yes, um, Edith climbs aboard and says, uh, "Hope you don't mind. I uh, wanted to stop by and take a look at the ship. I saw an angry-looking uh, man." Or woman swimming away from your ship, so I think. Some people are just impatient. Um, she says, um, uh, "She says, uh, have you finished hiring the crew, Captain?" And she looks at you, Una. Yes, and I think they all work out very well. Great, she says. Um, 
if you want to give me their names and records, uh, she says, uh, I'll, uh, I'll get them committed to memory. Uh, she says, uh, when, uh, now that you've hired folks, she says, when are you planning on taking off? Uh, the end of the week. Well, we do still need to discuss what we're doing with the ship. Yeah, that's, we that's a pretty we'll solid commitment. We have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. So why don't we, why don't we have a, have a sit down and have a chat about where we, where, uh, what opportunities we might have for making some money. Mm-hmm. She says that sounds like a great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, and as somebody with thirty years of experience in these waters, she says I have an abundance of ideas to share with you. Uh, but however, dear listeners, she will share them with you next week as we're going to end <laughs> there. <laughs> Yay. Oh, did did Yin ever <laughs> bother sending to the council? Oh, yeah. I, I changed my spell so I could do it today, but I didn't do it yet. Oh, um, let's actually, let's, uh, I want to I know what you send to them and then I'll okay for you at the start of next week. Do you want me to just write it up or do you want me to do it now? Let's do it now. Let's do it live. Okay, let's do it live. I just think in 25 word sentences. Mm. Um, hey. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. What's the name of this? <laughs> That's a weird message. No. <laughs> Wise ass. Um, what's the name of this country again? Avolia. Okay. Um, So, uh, possible homeland in Avolia met with leadership. What else were we going to tell them? It will take several months for them to decide whether or not they're going to allow us to stay here. Yeah. Do you want to go? We'll take several months to arrange. Um, also found teleportation export expert. Um, I think it, I'm down to three letters or three words right yet. Love you. Uh, you've got you've got eight left. Eight left. Okay. Um, price to be determined. Is this acceptable? Yeah. Any, Please respond. Any feedback. <laughs> and that'll be it for the message to the council. And then I'll send a message to Thora as well, if I can. Uh, we'll start with that with the session with that next time. Because uh, okay. um, I want to give, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, you wait a moment. Um, Yin, that sounds great. Um, we are very excited by the prospect. Um, of course, things like this take time to hammer out, uh, the deets. We'll plan on teleporting there soon. 
I will relay that to the group. So they're going to send the council, we think? Yep. Cool. All right. Uh, and with that news, the council will soon be here. Uh, and with the completion of your crew uh, is where we'll end the session for today. Guys, we got a lot done. We did. Yeah. Did we? The session. Yeah. I think so. Normally, we just spend time sniping at each other and being bitchy. So, so instead, we were bitchy to a bunch of NPCs this week. <laughs> you, you, you got a chance to, uh, to uh, spread the love. Deflect that. Uh... <laughs> I mean, it's not like we weren't snippy and bitchy. Let's be real. It's just not at each other. <laughs> um. And how do I, I don't know how to stop the whiteboard now that I've I just oh I just closed. Oh no. All right, well, good good session everybody. Uh everybody good for next week? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Should be. Did you copy all that stuff off the whiteboard first? Yep, I I saved it. Um, then also put it in my notes. Um I do have to say obviously um Zoom is far superior to anything else we've tried. Yeah. 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 Uh, I was very, very impressed. Hopefully, hopefully it continues to be this good. Yeah. And yeah, you're gonna have to send out a link each week, right? I, I, I think so, but I think there might have been a way for me to not. I'm looking into it. So. Okay.